The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Robbie Eye Podcast. Mick had a classic moment with the technology there. Um, don't worry, Mick. Nobody will notice. I didn't notice. What did I do? There you go. What did he do? He put us in before we put the intro on. Oh, did I? Oh, did he? Yeah, anyway, move on, because this is rubbish that we're listening. So apologies. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our final match review for what, four weeks, whatever it's going to be between now and uh, the Bristol City game. On the 10th of December, we have a draw away at Luton Town to talk about. Um, good point in the end, but we'll go through the game, go through it's really to divide opinion on whether it was a good performance or not. Um, we will come through this in the next hour or whatever it's going to be. Uh, Mick is back with us. How are you doing, Mick? I didn't realise I've been away. I'm fine, thank you. Back with us since the last episode. He's getting, getting smart, isn't he? Less than two okay. minutes in. He's already getting clever with comments. <laughs> I'm all good, mate. Thank you. Brilliant. And Danny, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I think I finally cooled down from yesterday's coach journey. <laughs> yes, you had a... Uh, almost didn't make it to the game, Danny. They, they had some coach problems. Again, this is... It sounds like we doesn't sound like we're promoting Kimmy Park thingy very well because you had another more coach problems, which is not normally an issue, is it? I mean, all I'm going to say is that the two times I've brought my tea flask on the coach, we've had coach trouble. So I actually think it's me that's bad luck, or at least it's me tea flask. Because I brought it for Cardiff, didn't turn up, brought it for Luton. We were probably sat in 40 degree heat on that bus because there was something up with the radiator. So the radiator heat was coming into the bus. Um, a few other lads actually had the shirts off, including me, which to anybody on the coach, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, when the vlog's out, you'll see what I mean. Um, I'm not completely shirtless, I will I will admit. There's only about my shoulder height available in the view, so I, again, I apologise. Um, but, yeah, we made it, and that's all that matters for me, anyway. 
Yes, plenty to cover from yesterday, to be honest with you. We'll uh, talk about something that happened. It was a great day, to be honest with you. I think I think most people went. It was an amazing atmosphere. Um, and a few other bits and bobs. So we will talk about that in a bit more detail. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Athletic Green for continually supporting the show. Um, they are the multivitamin experts who can help you take control of your... Uh, basically, needs your you know extra vitamins and minerals um, that you can improve your lifestyle, you know, improve your energy levels and all that kind of thing. Mick, I always come to you, so I'm going to come to you. I know you tell, tell people why they should look up Athletic Green, and if it suits them, they should purchase it. Because I take it and I'm still alive. <laughs> what more could you want? You know? I mean, it's just... Yeah, there you go. It's a well strange endorsement. Well, well mate, endorsement, listen, listen, you know, I am just... It's only energy and just sapped away and left me in a puddle on floor. So um yeah, it's well worth well worth trying, well worth it. Plenty of energy, it keeps you going, it gets you up in the morning. Good work, Athletic Green. Thank you very much. Um to make it easy, Athletic Green are going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first with your first purchased with them. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Rotherham. And that allows you to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, like I said, there's plenty to cover from yesterday. Mick, where would you like to start from yesterday's action? Um, I, 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 overall, I, I, I fall into the disappointed camp. I, I, and I think I'm in a minority. And I, I felt we deserved to see that game out um, and, and, and take three points away. That was my view of the game. Um, I've been disagreed with a few times today already uh, about that, but in my view, I felt we deserved it. I felt we did enough to um, to, to get the three points from the game, and I'm I'm still disappointed now, 24 hours later, that um, that we've only got the one. So yeah, it's all about opinions, isn't it? But for me, yeah. I thought I'm gutted, to be honest. Yeah. To be honest with you, Danny, I am. I'm, I'm, I was surprised. Obviously, we were at the games. When you see people, you see the game differently. When you're at the game, and watch it on telly. There, you you can see things better there at the game, but sometimes you don't. You don't. You maybe not as objective as you possibly can be. Where do you feel like it, it was two points in the end of the result? Um, I thought it was um, two points very cruelly dropped, I think. Um, <clears throat> I think we did enough to see the game out, like Mick says. I'm going to echo Matt Taylor and say the goal that we conceded was very, very cruel. Because I think, it, from at least from my point of view, it took like a double deflection and went in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought we just about did enough to see the game out. I mean, yeah, ball retention is poor, I think. I think we need to try and keep all of the ball a little bit better. Um, the referee, I don't know where he's got seven yellow cards from from us, which is an absolutely ridiculous number because Luton got one and we got seven and there weren't even yellow card fouls. Anyway, we can bang on about officials until we're blowing the face. But for me, yeah, two points really? dropped, I think. Yeah, no, I, probably, I think I probably agree. Let's go through comments. We've got YouTube viewers with us, Paul Brock, Noel Jordan, Cheryl Stone, David Code with us, Steve Gundy. Gremlin, a few, a few more people as well. I'm sure I've missed you all out. Uh, but thank you all for being with us. Uh, Simon Thorne says, Evening all, wow, four points from the three games against top six, top six appointments. We'll take that. And we deserve more, which I think is key. Roll on to December with a fully fit squad. Confident 
and with a longer-haired Eves. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come on to Tom Eves in a minute, because, again, it's somebody else who has divided opinion. Um, let's go back to somebody who didn't divide opinion, and that's Jimmy Lindsay, Mick. Um, <laughs> that was a stunning goal, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was poor clearance from them, but but Jimmy just he pounced on it, and, and what a start. What a start to game. Um, I, yeah. What, what, I don't know what else to say, really. I mean, he, he's come back into the side. We, we said probably last season as well, he's more of a championship player than a League One player. Mm. And, and, it, and it kind of beggared belief a little bit, the fact that our previous uh, management team didn't see fit to play him. Whether they felt they couldn't fit him into a to a midfield with Rathbone, Barlasser and, and Wiles, I don't know. Um, but he's been an absolute revelation. Well, it, I was going to say, no, he hasn't been a revelation since he came back, back in at all. He's done what I think the vast majority of us expected him to do, mm. and that is just be, be an absolute excellent midfielder, you know? Um, it, I can't, it, it just feels, I don't know, weird that he's not played the whole season. Um, mm. But he got a goal. He got the goal that he deserved. That his performances over the last few games have deserved. And, and like you said, took it really, really well. Um, Fifty-five seconds. Yeah, we're like, wow, <laughs> this is going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was a, the away end, but mad, Danny. I know it's obviously should do, but the it was it was a bit chaotic on, on fifty-five seconds in the away end, weren't it? Yeah, it was definitely a case of on your marks, get set, go, and Luton just weren't on the marks at all. Yeah. Um, it, it, we'd more or less just settled and got a sense comfy after kickoff, and then comfy in that stand. Yeah, yeah, comfy might be a bit of a a bigging up of that stand anyway. But yeah, we'd just sort of settle the sense down after kickoff, and we've scored, and there's just bodies everywhere. And uh, I think we have got the quite unique claim that we have been in limbs in the away end with the Hansons, <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, I've just had a look back at the goal now and great composure from Lindsay mm. just to even have a go at the ball because some players are just, you know, try and take a touch if it comes to them that early in the game. But it's just gone, now I'm just going to try and get some clean contact on this and he hasn't, he scored. But... The build-up play it completely defeats the whole stigma that we're a hoofball team because the football is really, really nice yeah, in the build-up. And then Lindsay's goal is even nicer. Um, only downside is that we were biting our nails for 88 minutes and then conceded in the last minute. But still a point. Take it. I'm yeah. sure Jamie Lindsay will take his, is it his 15th career goal. I, think I, saw this uh, I will we'll check that for you. I think I, I think I've seen it's his tenth for us. Tenth for us, and I think it's his fifteenth career. I think is his sixteenth. No, I'll, I'll stick to fi- I'll stick to fifteen. But yeah, it's great for Jamie Lee yeah. to be off the mark. Fifteenth league goal. Ah, fifteenth league goal. Right. He's actually got twenty-one in total in all competitions. Ah, fifteenth league um, goal. But yeah, not known for his goals. You know, I think that's that's his. Uh, I think it's his first of the season. No, second of the season because. The Reading keeper gave him one, didn't he? Mm. Went straight through him. Um, yeah. Uh, Andrew Barnes says, Evening, gents. Lindsay is in the team due to Albin pushed forward. Does he stay up there when Washington is fit? Yes, Mick, to be honest with you, because 
that midfield three as it is now is working really well. And I know Wilesy maybe didn't have the impact he wanted yesterday. He still had a good game for me, Wilesy. He yeah, still yeah. impacted the game positively, maybe more positive than Chio when Chio was up front. Um, that midfield four, because I, I do include Wilesy as, as in that four, it's working like an absolute dream. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason to change it at the moment. I think uh, Conor Washington's been unlucky in that um, he's he's got injured just as Chio's come back. Um, and, and I suspect it might be a case of uh, he might find himself on bench for a while. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where injuries sit um, at the end of the international break. But um, yeah, I think he might just be unlucky. I, I, I can't see um, Matt Taylor changing too much from the formation that we've got now. Uh, I suspect he might be looking now to add players that will fit into that formation come January because it, it certainly seems to be working with the players that we've got. Um, and, and and that front one, if you like, <clears throat> if you don't count Ben Wiles in there, then that front one is interchangeable with any of the any of the, the players that we've got, the strikers we've got on, on the cards at the moment. So... Um, I, I, I don't see Conor Washington getting back in at the moment as a starter, dependent on who we're playing as well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Danny, how do you think the rest of the game went? We'll talk about the goal there, goal in detail a bit in a moment, but I feel it was a nothing game. We've got Shelley on here, so I thought it had the feels of the last game of the season and them sort of vibes. And I suppose mm. it sort of did. There was, a, there was a lack of energy from both teams. Neither team particular. I thought we looked after the ball better than them, but but that's not really their game. So that's not that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, I, I sort of get that. Really, I, I, it makes sense to me a little bit, and, it, and I understand why as well because Brett was going to. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, it sort of had the feel of like a mid-table end-of-season clash mm. where you're not really fighting for anything. You're just playing each other and just trying to win just for the sake mm. of winning, but end up drawing. Um, yeah, I sort of agree with that. I thought it was a case of not really pushing ourselves too hard because you don't want to be injured and be out for the whole four or five weeks that we're on the training camp and having a break from with the World Cup on. But at the same time, you still want to try and um, at least put in a strong performance, which I thought we did at times mm. at least. As I've already mentioned, more attention could be a little bit better. Um, but we sort of like <clears throat> went into the game like, right, 1-0 up now, we can just knock it about and just make sure we look after ourselves at the back, which we did. Luton still had their occasional pop forward. Uh, mm. Carlton Morris missed an absolute sitter in front yeah. of the away end. I think if he scores that, then it's a completely different game and we would have switched on a bit more. Mm. Um, dare I say we may have scored a little bit too early in the game where it's just like, oh, I've been ahead for ages, we'll see it out, door deflection and it's done us in. Um I think the main takeaway from it is our fans can be really loud when they really want oh, yeah. to be, can't they? Oh, wow. Good grief. It would deafening at times. Um, but in terms of the football, just all right to me. Just yeah. just all right to me. Yeah. John Hensby says he disagrees with us. Uh, I th- he thought the ball retention was poor. We need to work on it. I don't necessarily think, Mick, our ball retention was <laughs> that bad. My issue comes that when we did look, we did look after the ball for, let's say, two or three minutes nothing then happened there was there was no there was nothing created from other than the first goal in the first minute we never created any more chances from those few bits of time we then had the possession which i think which then gives it's obviously going to breed confidence into Luton because Luton was going to say well have it for you know for a period because you're not going to hurt us 
and that's that's my frustration is yes we need to better accept that with that that's part of Matt Taylor's job is to improve that ball retention but we never we, when we did retain it we then didn't use it properly I think there's two parts to it really isn't there? and 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 one the, the the point that John makes there is is right that you know we're not the ball retention is not good enough for this level at the moment but I'd, if if you look back, if you if you were to go back over this international break and watch all the games since the Stoke City away game, and look at the progression that there has been throughout the team in terms of ball retention, then there is an improvement, or there feels to me to be, to have been an improvement almost game on game. I mean, Stoke, were, Stoke was just a joke. We just booted it out and waited for it to come back. It were like we might as well just kicked it against the wall. You know what I mean? Um, but since that point, it's it's it, it to me it, it feels quite clear that they are working on that. And there were periods in the game yesterday and periods in the game against Sheffield United where we kept the ball really, really well um, for, for for decent periods of time, but then slipped back into you know just getting getting rid, getting rid. Um, and you're right. I mean, there was one particular instance in the second half yesterday where where we had probably we had the ball on the edge of the uh, the Luton box and probably had three or four openings and opportunities mm. to get the ball into the box, but there was nobody there. Um, so that, that is definitely something we need to be working on because there were a couple of openings where we could have maybe even had a pop at goal or, or whatever, you know. Um, so, but I feel that there is an improvement in that, in that area and there has been a progression since the Stoke game, virtually every game. Um, um, now we've had now we've got four weeks or three weeks or whatever it's going to be on the training field. I think when we come back, we'll probably see an even better and even more uh, even more of a step up, if you like. It, 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 it's clear to me that they are working on it, mm. uh, and and it's been our issue the last twice we've been up here in the championship. Yeah, uh, two or three times we've been up here. You know, we've we all we've done previously is, is, is lumped it up to Smithy and, and he's held it up and then we've tried to keep hold of it. Um, that's not the way we're playing at the moment, for the most part. Um, but we also need to be in a position where we're going to be able to do something with it. We need to be positive with it, not just... It's not just about ball retention, is it? Otherwise, you're going to be like Swansea and have 752 completed passes and one shot on goal. You know, yeah. it... it, it, it that's not football. Um, not Rotherham so, either. It's not Rotherham either. But you know, if you're two nil up, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to get be able to get in that in that position. So it is improving, but the, the, there's a long, long way to go yet. Yeah, but what I would also say is that the personnel within this squad are more than capable of taking it on board and running with it. More than capable. Yeah, I agree. We'll come to the game in a bit more detail. Jamie in the comments says, are we not going to mention the elephant in the room, the hats that we are, me and Danny are wearing? Uh-huh. Now, yesterday, <laughs> if anybody didn't see Danny, I think Danny put the picture on Facebook, we were lucky enough to meet Tobias, uh, Theobion and Ricky, who are Victor's dad, uncle and friend, family friend. Uh, we met them before the first game. I think when we, we, were spoken, we met them last year when we talked about it on, the, on the podcast, we saw them again yesterday and we got some hats the New York talk specific hats which Mick refuses to wear we'll put, some, <laughs> we'll put some pictures on our socials so people who are audio listening can see them as well um, so thank you thank you to those boys um, Dad, Mick I understand you fathered a new child you're going you're gonna to adopt <laughs> <Victor's> <laughs> in my understanding. I wonder where that was going yes I've got a new child um, 
I've got a, 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 a new Swede coming to live with me, so uh, <laughs> my wife's very, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They brought us some nice stuff. They brought us some Swedish chocolate. Danny, you left yours, and I'm afraid it's been eaten. Um, it was very nice. Very, very nice. I wondered what had happened to that. <laughs> you just left it at a pub. I and know, just I sitting know. There and I, well, you know. I know. I got on the coach after the game and thought, oh, I could just do a bit of that Swedish chocolate. I mean, look at my bag. Oh, I've left it in the pub. I asked, I asked everybody, did you pick it up? And they were like, no, it's not wheels. It's like, oh, oh, no, I've left it. So you can rest safely and know my mother has given me a rollicking for leaving Swedish chocolate at the pub because she could have just ate, eaten that today. But I'm like. if, I, if I could pronounce the name of it, I would tell you what the name is. And then you could buy some more, but I can't. Do, do, do you want to just have a moment away from the camera to rummage through your bin and find the wrapper <laughs> of it? <laughs> I'll find out. Um, we taught us a Swedish phrase. Would we all like to learn a Swedish phrase? Mick, would you like to have a go at this? No, I can't remember it. I've got it. I've got oh, it well, for you. Would you, like to, would you like to have a go? Um, Danny, come on. We're going to have a go together. We're going to have a, as a group... We're going to learn a Swedish phrase. Okay. Are you going to please put it in the group chat because I've forgotten what it is? <laughs> I think it was that shot of Sambu coming last ball. <laughs> so the phrase is Inya Fara Pataka. Inya Fara Pataka. There we go. Danny's nailed it. First attempt. Make sure yes. have a go. What? Inya. Inya. Fara. Fara. Pataka. Pataka. Yes. It means, and I'm like, oh, it's very Swedish. It says, no danger on the roof. And it means no worries. It basically means it's not our it's not it's not a problem. It's not on our roof. Um so if you want to impress your friends at work, in the outfara pataka. In the outfara pataka. There you go. Don't 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 do the other one. <laughs> yeah, we got I've got God sweet. Yeah, I'll put an explicit yeah. I'll save that for a, for a sweary episode in future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save that yeah. one for Christmas. Yeah, we will. Uh, but we, <laughs> we 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 stood with them in the in the away end as well um, with those boys, and it was just it was just they were just they were oh, brilliant. Uh, anybody that did meet them yesterday were uh, very pleasant. They give you time as well. Didn't they? they give you time to do the, the quiz, uh, the draw for the uh, World Cup draw you've done and took pitch and everything. They, they are brilliant lads, aren't they? Danny's frozen again. That brilliant that Danny's stunned mm. silence. Sorry, um, Wi-Fi got laggy again. Uh, we've, I've chucked 50p at meter, it's fine. Um, but yeah, thank you to Thorbjorn for doing the, the draw with me. That was fantastic of him. And uh, thank you to Tobias for actually having a go on it. Um, mm. Trying to remember who he drew now. Um, he, drew, he drew South Korea. South Korea, that was it. Yeah, and of course, I'm the one who draws Denmark. In front Are you of really? Swedish people. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much to them all. And uh, and Tobias, if you're watching, I'll be in touch about the thing. Oh, we're all going to Sweden, mate. We're all going to Sweden. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean a different thing. Oh, okay. There you are, Danny. Marabao. Marabao. Marabao's with Swedish chocolate. Or famous grouse. I can't. I'm, I'm not sure which it is, but both taste pretty much pretty brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, we agree again. This is a well off topic, and if we're if there's not interest for people, I am sorry, but we we agreed to meet them at a pub in Luton, which wasn't open when they got there. 
So they just went to the shop and brought a litre of whiskey to sit outside the pub and drink it. <laughs> that's, that's proper away day culture, that. I love it. It is. It is. And everybody who's watching Swedish football, they do football very similar to, to English, so that's why, uh, I think. Um, anything else you want to add on the brilliant Swedes, Mick? Uh, no, come on, let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk Luton Town FC. Shall we talk about the RUFC? Pardon? Don't dig. Remember last time we we played Luton? You said you said something and it upset one of their podcasts. Oh, really? I did. I got I got into a real bother with him, didn't I? Did I? Um, I'm going to retweet the RUFC's tweet about the 90 minute silence and uh, less we forget, <laughs> uh, which, which 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 for me were an absolute quality tweet. Um, <laughs> Because I've not it, seen it was that. Silent, That's it? it was silent in that ground, um, apart from the away end. So good fun, good fun. I suppose I am going to slightly defend them and say they've just had the yeah, yeah almost yeah. the no, stomach ripped out of them this week, haven't they? Yeah, don't don't let's not let's not put any reality into this. Let's just keep it. <laughs> let's just keep that fishing rod out there. If my Wi-Fi goes off again, it's because they've hacked my router and it's your fault. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we want to mention it. We'll keep mentioning it. it was a, br- a brilliant atmosphere. There were, I think, well, we sold out a thousand tickets. Should we talk about the Georgie Kelly uh, fans that came? Because yes. they were amazing. There must have been like ten, a group of lads, Georgie Kelly shirts, bold caps on. Um, they were amazing, Danny, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They'd um, got their own Georgie chant going as well, which was actually really, really good. Uh, so fair play, lads, on that one. Um, it's just a shame Georgie wasn't playing, because I think if he was playing, he would have come over to the away end and, and said hello to him. Um, but yeah, fair play, lads. It had a little bit of a stag do vibe to me, and they've all just gone, oh, I know, let's put three things together and not go off and do it at Luton. Um, but yeah, fair play, lads. I think... Um, if Georgie ever starts for Ireland or gets in the Ireland squad, that needs to be done again. Like I don't care how much it costs for the travel, go and do it because it'll be brilliant. Uh, and yeah, fair play to him for getting that organised and um, fair play for taking a picture with uh, young Rhea as well, who also has the same birthday. So that was yes. fun. Yes. She also got one of Tobias's hats, didn't she, as well? Because it was a yes. birthday. Yes. She probably deserves an apology from me because I think I landed on her when we scored. <laughs> uh, which, you know, I apologise oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, she yeah. was still smiling by the end of the game, though. So. She was, yeah. <laughs> which is good. Uh, Paul Brock, Danny, what was the song? What was the Georgia Kelly's? Oh. Wasn't there. What is the Georgia Kelly song? Oh, um, it was to the tune. It's to, it's to, it's to a Gaga song, isn't it? Yeah, it's to Paparazzi, isn't it? Paparazzi. I can't. I'm your biggest fan, I'll follow you until you love me, Georgie, 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 Georgie Kelly. Kelly. That's the one. Simple, but, but it was brilliant. Um, yeah, <laughs> get that around New York in a month's time, that'll be amazing. Uh, Shelly IFC, that away end entrance though, that was the most bizarre. Yeah, anyone's not been to Luton next time I play, I recommend you go just for the entrance. Um, you'll never see anything like it. It's, the entrance is between two houses. And as you go up the steps, you're looking into people's garden. We got we got barked at by a dog on way out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Matt, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strange, strange, strange way. And old school in old school yeah, in a way that I quite school. like. 
but it's a bit Brentford esque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old Brentford, Brentford yeah. it is. Anyway, move back into players, move back into some players and individual performances. We've talked about Victor a lot, we've talked about Victor tonight already, his family, uh, but make two or three cracking saves. Yeah, yeah. just one of those with a goal. There's nothing you can do, it's just took a couple of infections. But Victor again had a really good game. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he commands that area really, really well. Uh, he's brave. He comes out for, for the crosses, no no issue. Um, and, and and you're right. I mean, he was so lucky for the goal. He, he went in the general direction the ball was going. I don't think he'd have reached it because I think he was going to hit corner flag from first shot. Yeah. Uh, it was going. It, it did appear from our end that it you know it was a bit of a bit of a snapshot, if you like. And he, he, I don't think he hit it. He hit it well, but the direction just wasn't, you know, it wasn't going anywhere near goal, I don't think. Um, and then obviously took a couple of deflections and, and and there's not a lot you can do about it. So, well, there's nothing he could do about it. Um, maybe we could have defended it better, uh, defended the free kick a little bit better. But, you know, th th there's no blame attached to, to Victor at all there. Um and he, and he was outstanding again, as he always is. It's kind of almost, I dare I, dare I say, it, it's almost not worth talking about. Because <laughs> you know I mean? everybody's just going to say the same thing, not just us, but everybody else. Yeah, Victor pulled up some right saves because he always does. Um, maybe he shouldn't have to, I suppose, is the argument. Mm. Um, but uh, They were from distance, though, weren't they? They were, yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, so... I guess what you would say is that from a from a, a Victor Johansson point of view, they were probably routine saves. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Sam Darby says, should be Sweden's number one. Shelly RFC says, quite surprised. His recent performances haven't got him a, a call-up. We all are. We yeah. are all very well. Yes, mm -hmm. we're all very surprised. Let's leave it at that. It's um, not acceptable. Whatever. It's not acceptable. The good thing for us is he gets to rest up. He's got a month now where he doesn't have to go to, I don't know, I can't remember who they play, Mexico, I think they're playing or something like that. They ain't going to worry about that. Um, same way everybody else like Chio. They can just have a, a week's week's holiday, hopefully, and then get into some proper training. Almost a semi-pre-season, I imagine it'll be, mm. um, in Cyprus when the, when the call comes up. Um, let's talk about the third, oh, sorry, the third goal. Their goal, Danny, sorry, in a bit more detail. Um, now, there's a, there's been complaints aimed at Tom Eaves for the foul that was given on the halfway line, which then led to the goal. Um, he's become a bit of a an easy one to have a go at. But this one just screams, I'm, fine, I'm trying to find something to blame and I can only find Tom Eaves. He pulled somebody back on the halfway line, which Brooke Norton Cuffey tried to do but failed and Tom Eaves finished the job. Got booking, which was probably the only fair booking of the entire game. Um, but I don't get this Tom Eves hate from people. I don't. I really don't understand it. It's becoming to a point where it's just people are having a good for the sake of having a go. He didn't do anything wrong yesterday, Tom Eves. Yeah, he maybe didn't impact the game as much as he would want, but he didn't do a single thing wrong for me. And I, I'm not buying that that's anything to do with him, the goal. No, I don't, because there's no way that you can have the perception that that free kick you're going to give away is going to lead to a double deflection that leads to a goal, unless you're Professor Xavier. Like, mm. that's the only reason you'd be able to foresee that. And if you look at the camera angle, Victor's got the original destination of the shot, shall we say, covered on that side of his goal. But it's the double deflection. If it is a double deflection, it might just be a single one. 
But let's just say the amount of times the ball is deflected, just put it in the other side of the goal, which is very, very cruel and unfortunate. But that's football. You know, it, well, it's a mix of football and physics, actually. But that's just the nature of football sometimes. But yeah, I'm not buying Tom Eves' hate. There's no way he could have foreseen that. And like you've just said, if anything, it should be looking at Brook Norton Coffee because he tried and failed to pull the player back. So he back. should be. Yeah, yeah, further back, so he should be um, trying to do his defensive duty a bit better. And like I said, Tommy has just finished it. Um, if if Tommy doesn't go for that, that could lead to an actual open play goal without a deflection that we haven't dealt with, for for one example. But Tommy has just gone. Best thing to do is try and pull him back, stop play, slow it down, and um, right thing to do. It's absolutely yeah, exactly. Right thing to do. In, in that situation, you want the free kick on the halfway line because you've basically just got more room to defend. Yeah. And yeah, if he does it on the edge of the penalty box, fair enough, mm. right? But because mm. it's towards the halfway line, it's it's further back. You've got that room to defend, and like I've already said, there's no way he can foresee a double deflection that leads to a goal. So yeah, for me, it's it's not his mistake. It's just unfortunate. But sometimes people have to find an avenue of blame for something that's happened. Uh, but for me, it's that the ball's round and it's took that deflection. That's where the blame should be. Mm. in UK is that people looking for a scapegoat and Sam Thorne with a very good point I don't think the club know what to do with him you've got to feel sorry for him he is giving everything on the pitch but I think that's right it came on at the end it came for Wilesy and left you mm. up top that was a strange substitution itself if Connor Washington was on the bench and was available because he's on the bench he could have done 15 minutes so Connor Washington would have been a much much smarter substitution for me because you just get extra bursts of energy for Tom Evans is obviously a bit of a target man. We didn't really yeah. need that, did we? No, and I think that sort of fed into bringing Tom Eves on, fed into the, uh, the, the 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 difficulties with ball retention because it allowed us that option to go along. Um, and most of the time it stuck, but sometimes it didn't. That's the nature of the beast when you play that style of football. So it, that didn't help with the ball retention. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a strange substitution, um, but I. I, I I'm not buying all this. This Tommy Eves hates. I'm not buying it at all. And, and it's only a small minority of people. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and they're entitled to that, that opinion. You know what I mean? That's fine. Um, but in my view, I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Um, he puts himself about. He works hard. Um, you know, he's he not Harry Kane. You know, he's not that. Type, he's, he's just not. Because if he were to be playing in Premier League, he, he's so you get what you get from him, and and it can be helpful, it can be useful, as it was against Sheffield United. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to retain the ball well enough against Luke towards the back end of the game um, for for him to be have any effect on it, and <clears throat> we didn't put the ball in the box to give him the opportunity to um, to get his head on it. So. Um, there were a couple of, I think, a corner and a free kick towards towards the back end of the game when he's he's crying out to be put in the box and the corner didn't be the first man and I don't think the free kick, <clears throat> the, the, I don't think the free kick did either. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. So it he's not getting a rubber of the green in that sense, and, and I don't think some sections of our support are, are giving him any have, have got any patience, and I don't really know why. I I, I really. I don't know why. I just, I just, whatever. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, we all, we all have 
we all have players that we don't um, particularly have a lot of time for. Yes, you do. I mean, let's put the world to rights. The people that Mac has very little att- uh, very little time for usually have a whistle and run about the pitch like an headless chicken. <clears throat> so. Which we were going to come on to in just a second. Um, I just want to quickly mention a bit of Kyoso, who has took another knock to the same ankle, came off at half-time. That's a huge blow. The World Cup may have come at a good time for him. You know, if it's only going to be a couple of weeks jobby, which we don't know at the moment, then from then onwards, you know, we, we, he might be back for the Bristol City game. I hope it's not as serious as it was in the first place, because obviously that's going to be a fairly lengthy uh, time off when he just started to get back into some minutes. That would be a big, big blow for him. Um, mm. Moving on. Um, he not very happy, did he? He didn't look he happy uh, when he when he walked past, so you just you just worry that maybe it's a serious injury with it, or ser- serious in terms of uh, in terms of timeout. Hopefully not, because he's been fantastic um, since he since he's come back. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back into the team and it'd be a big, big miss. A big miss. Mm. Yeah, it would. Um, Let us talk about Mr Martin, Mr Steve Martin, Stephen Martin, the referee. Um... Again, if anyone's watched the game, he had the tightest fitting referee shirt you'll ever see because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, seven, seven yellow cards, Mick. Crazy. The only one of those I can remember being justified was the Tom Eves one because he, it was it was cynical. That's all it was. It was just cynical foul. There wasn't a bad tackle in the entire game, and including their one yellow card. You're talking eight yellow cards in the game. It, it's just that type of ref. He's really nitpicky. Stops the game flowing. Um, it doesn't. It won't give you any big decisions. He's it, it, over fifty yellow cards this season without two yellow cards. Without, without obviously it, it becoming into a red card. Still hasn't given a penalty this season. Seems to you know, doesn't like the big decisions, but more than happy to dish out the yellows. And it it, it it was poor. Without without really influenced the game. Really, I think. Yeah, I think when when you mentioned the fact that he was going to be on. And he was going to take in charge of this game, and and I sort of put my head in my hands, and I couldn't, but then couldn't really remember why um, from from the whole game. And yet, yeah, I mean, fourteen games that the, the lads refereed this season, and fifty-seven yellow cards in fourteen games. No penalties, no reds. Two straight reds, I think. Two. Oh, two. Okay, fine. So, 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 yeah, that that clear. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And and Saturday particularly was very, very, very poor. 
I mean, it was just every single at one point, every single foul he gave, he gave yeah. a yellow card for, yeah. and it didn't, it just didn't make any sense. The, let, the, you quite rightly point out there was one yellow card challenge in that game, one, uh, and that was the, that was the the, the trip from Tom Eaves, which yeah, it was a cynical take one for the team challenge, absolutely, definitely a yellow. None of the others were even close, not even close. I mean, the one from Dan Barlas, the Dan Barlas I got, I don't even think it were a foul. I'm, I'm pretty sure he got the ball. Um, it, 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 was, it, was, it was really, really poor. Um, and, and if you're sat in uh, PGMOL headquarters and you're looking at a referee that's played had 14 games and given 57 yellow cards, surely that should be ringing some alarm bells and saying, what, what, why? And what I would, what the only thing, the other, the other thing I would go on to go on to say is, he did referee the whole whole city game, um, and in the in the second half of that game, there were four goals and eight or nine substitutions, and he put, played three minutes injury time. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, I think there were four, four or five substitutions, no goals, one injury, and played seven minutes injury time. Yeah. Consistency again, in it. It's just anyway, whatever, whatever. It, it, yeah, it, it's, it's just poor. It's just poor, poor quality, and and mm. not good enough for this level. Yeah, it's just not. To the, the, he's kept the preseason thing other than the whole game. Then he's kept the preseason of adding time on, trying to cut down time waste, which we are all a big fan of. To be honest with you, we've, we've no issues with that. But he mm. did. If he got the the directive of letting the game flow. Um, as proven by his record this season, it, it, it's just like it didn't. It, there was no big decisions, so it couldn't impact the game. But those decisions within themselves impact the game, and because we were trying to play a bit of football, and that maybe impacted our flow a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, I think <clears throat> when when a referee finds the balance of letting the game flow, but also being consistent. Um, well, I'll, I'll eat me out, but. It is, it is finding like a little niche where you let the game flow but be consistent and give it for both teams. Mm. And there has to be only like one or two that actually do that, at least that I've seen on Sky. Um, but yeah, with Steve Martin, he, he just has a very short first gear, doesn't he? Like if, yeah. it, if it's a foul, he deems it as a yellow card, but he has an extremely long second gear where he <laughs> will give the second yellow card for the red card. Um and yeah, we should, yeah, he perfectly showed that for us. Like every time he blew, a, he was useful for a foul for us. I mean, Mick, you were going apoplectic about it, and we get the whole vibe from him wearing like, "Yep, he's going to give you a yellow card." Yep, there it is. And, like he gave a yellow card on Tom Eaves for like, uh, I think it was Tom Eaves, who was trying to slow the game down in the corner. But then he gave a foul that again wasn't a foul because mm. he just outmuscled his player and then booked him for it. And I thought Mick we're going to have some sort of aneurysm. It was just losing his mind of that. And it's like, yeah, that's justified because it, it was just silly the amount of yellow cards that he's given. And like we said, what was it like fifty-seven in his fourteen or something, which is yeah. astronomically high. That needs to be looked at, be looked at on a spreadsheet and go. Well, why is it that high? Why is it just him that's mm. nearly dished out sixty yellow cards in fourteen games? Like. It's, but then he's not giving red cards or penalties. So it's like, what's he seeing? Um, it has to be, Danny. It has to be a lack of clarity in the training that they're given. 
because because what they're doing with the training that the, the these these refs are given and the and the directives that they're given they're not it can't possibly be be being made clear to them specifically what's being asked of them because as with the as with the the, the rules of the game that they they're interpreting themselves they're having to interpret these directions that they're given themselves instead of being giving clear direction you know and and they're just essentially and I don't mean this to sound the way it does but essentially they're making it up as they go along you know they've been given a piece of information we're going to crack down on this we're going to crack down on that you need to take care of the the other and then they're just making their own interpretation of that and as a consequence he's his his idea is that he's going to give everybody yellow cards Another referee's idea is that he's going to not give anybody any fouls or, mm. or whatever. You know what I mean? It would it has to be a lack of direction, a clear direction from the PGMOL. It has to be because otherwise there would be more consistency. I'm not suggesting that there's going to be consistency across the board, but there would be more, um, and, and there isn't. So for me. This is a training issue, and if it, and if if these sorts of things continue after they've been trained properly and with clarity, then it becomes a competence issue, competency issue. Mm. Um, but at the moment, I, it feels to me like they've been given a, a, a an edict. This is what we're going to do, mm. but no clear direction on it. So they're all making it up themselves for me. The uh, the one bit of <clears throat> insight we've had, if you like, was do you remember the uh, the video that the club put out on iFollow yes. where they had um, Bobby Madley and oh, who was the other guy? Um, I can't remember. Like I can't remember his name. Local ref? I can't remember. Yeah, it might have been. But they came in about like it was something mm. to do with respecting referees and stuff. But I'd like to see something along those lines, in, certainly in pieces about why referees interpret the, the rules mm. the way they do. Um, and another thing I'd like to see is the refereeing reports from games published because Matt Taylor's already said that we that they don't get to see them, it's just kept in house. Why? Like, to me, that says they're scared of us seeing something and then making our own opinions up about it because it's not like MI5, the PGMOL. You know, we should be allowed to see these things. They should be published like the match report. So then you get the journalist's point of view in the actual match report about what's happened during the game. And then you get the referee's point of view about why the decisions were made in that way. Um, it might show they're making it up as they go along, like you say, Mick, or it might show a greater in-depth in view of it, which actually says, actually, you know what, fair enough. But the fact that we can't see them... It's a little bit weird for me. Like, we get to hear what rugby referees are actually saying during mm. the sport. Why not football referees when effectively they're doing the same job, which is officiating a match? That's just my opinion of it, anyway. Go on, mate. Wrap this up now, but go on. I, th I think that's a step too far, Danny, at the moment. But I think those those reports should be to, to be made public. But I think they certainly should be made available to football clubs, to managers. There mm. should be more dialogue between the officiating arm and the clubs themselves so everybody knows which page we're on because it's perfectly clear at the moment that we're playing on two different playing fields. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Paul, uh, Paul but with the comment says, it's weird he loves himself. I mean, he loves yellow cards, but not red cards or penalties. 
Yeah, he does. He does. He didn't. He does. He's a strange referee, but we've had him three times this season, so I'm sure we'll have him again. Yeah, yeah. three times we're not even halfway through, um, so <laughs> good chance we'll be getting him back. Very sure. And to finish off that this break will hopefully come at a good time for the PGM World as well, because they've got the same sort of thing. The top level referees won't be refereeing in this month. League One, two, but still. So hopefully this will be a good reset for them as well, because they started off the season quite well. And it tailed off a little bit. Well, I think Howard Webb takes over shortly, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's well. The MLS is finished now. So yeah, I think if he hasn't taken over already, it will be very, very shortly. I think he's um, taking over in <clears throat> in January because I'm hoping to do a uh, news belt thing about it. Uni. Everybody keep an eye on Danny. If you want to keep an eye on it, it will be on Sheffield Live in either January or February time. So keep there an eye We'll have to get him on podcast. We'll have to get Howard on podcast so me and him can uh, can go at each other with it. <laughs> do, do you want do you want Matt to be the referee for that referee debacle and and I, and I can walk past with the scorecards? <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned Carlton Morris miss. It's good that he managed to get through a full game without fracturing Victor's eye socket. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, I'll yeah, get yeah. past two minutes. Yeah, a real bonus, that real bonus from uh, yeah. from our point of view. As somebody at some stage in the second half, somebody tried to take him out in midair, didn't they? Yes, they uh, did. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some more defensive performance. Danny, defensive three, it was unchanged. We haven't mentioned it was the first unchanged uh, 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 lineup, possibly of the season. I'm not even sure the previous manager had it unchanged this season. Um, but they were all solid again. Um, Cam Humphreys had another really, really good game in the centre of that. Peltier was really good again, and so was. It's a good base to build from, and well, yeah, it was a good base to build from, wasn't it? Yeah, it seems to be a back three that sort of complements each other. You know, they're they're all sort of good on the ball players, especially Humphreys with his distribution. Then you've got uh, Humphreys and Peltier who are good in the air and very solid, and then you've got Wes who, you know, we've we've built as more of a right back at times. But he can also be interchangeable in that back three and play on the left. And he is setting up a, quite a good partnership with Kevin Bramwell. They almost seem to overlap mm. at times and run that side of the pitch very well. Um, still struggles a little bit getting out of danger, does Wesley. It's a little bit nervous when he gets cornered. Um, but yeah, the, the back three does complement each other quite well. I actually feel sorry for Woody because I think Peltier is slightly better in terms of the ball distribution back three that we play rather than the back three where Woody's got the two at the side room and is the wrecking ball sort of player. Um, so <clears throat> we might see Woody becoming a bit more of a Billy Sharp character, you know, where he's in the dressing room and then gets the occasional minutes out on the pitch as well. Um, but I think for Woody, it's important to be stable in the dressing room and cheer the lads up and get them going. Because he is our captain, and at the end of the day, he is our captain on and on and off the pitch um, when when he plays. That is, but also in the dressing room. But yeah, the the back three is coming good, you know. And hopefully, we see at least after the World Cup, we see that bit of consistency within our back three. Because I think it's the first, like you say, the first time the same back three has been used in consecutive games. Yeah. And a bit more defensive stability may be a possibility in cutting out the late goals mm. in future, at least. Anyway, yeah, hopefully. 
Mick, how, how surprised we'd see not unchanged, not necessarily unchanged, but Woody and Danny mentions that I, I think it was the right decision, and it turned out to be almost the right decision, other than the late goal. Um, but we always we always expect that right. Well, it's Woody's not playing midweek. Woody's going to start. I was surprised you not to see Woody straight back in. I I, I ummed and ahed about when I did my fan hub team whether to put Woody in, and I I went on. I heard on the side of caution and put him in. Yeah, but I did as well. <laughs> with hindsight, I, I I'm not surprised he left him out. Uh, he, 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 the, the the three that played probably for me. Maybe controversially, are probably our best three centre halves. Um, and I know I'm not trying to disrespect Richard Wood in any way, shape, or form, but I just think that Lee Peltier can do do what Richard Wood does if, as effectively as Richard Wood, and I think he's just got that little bit more in terms of his distribution. But he's not a leader; he's not a captain, and that's the thing that he hasn't got. Having said that, I see I saw him on Saturday ripping into Wes for, for <laughs> big style to the point where even Wes had to go back. Um, so he, he's not he's not afraid to get in people's faces. But for me, in terms of overall ability as they stand at the moment, I think that's probably our best best our best back three. Mm. Um, and, and I'm not surprised Woody didn't didn't come back. They played well on. Uh, Tuesday night and Woody's got a potential with his back strain and everything else so an extra day's rest we're never going to do him any harm mm. so so yeah I'm not surprised you didn't change it but I think that is probably arguably our best back three mm. yeah possibly Shelley RFC says it just me does can give us something different a little more uh, confidence especially as he's very good with the ball at his feet for a centre half mm-hmm. yeah it's a different option for a centre centre of the three Danny because we've always had Richard Wood and Richard Wood is exceptional as a centre of back three. But in certain systems, when you play back three, the centre of the three can be the one that carries the ball out. It gives you, it almost steps into midfield. Cam Humphreys has that ability to step into midfield, step out, and start an attack. So that's that's got to be something that's, it's obviously something that's, that Matt Till's got to think about. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've just seen a comment saying Woody is better in the air. Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, yeah. And I think Woody is that option where if you really need to dig in and work hard, you bring Woody on to be that guy who just gets rid of the ball out of the area and uh, and then try and get it out, basically. Just get it out as far as possible as you can. Um, but when you need to build attacks, like I've just said, Matt, a, a ball carrying centre-half is perfect for that. They can push into midfield, distribute the ball out. If you can get the ball to Barlasa, then that's an attack down the wings, more or less guaranteed. Um, and yeah, Cam Humphries has that. He's very much a, um, to use the term a bit loosely, a modern centre back. Yeah. You know, the more ball carrier on rather than just the big lad who just gets rid of it, like your old school defender. Is you can definitely see where the influence of like your Pep Guardiola's and your European footballs come into Cam Humphries. And yeah, that I think that's the bit extra that he offers. He's got that bit more continental experience that brings it into him. Um, still needs that experience dead next to him, I think, which is what we learned when we first signed him from uh, one of the guys in New Belgium football. Um, yeah, I, I just like how, how he operates as a footballer. Mm. It's just, like I say, it's just different and nice to see, especially at our football club who are... You know, your stereotypical little big man at the bank, pump it forward, you know, just get rid of it. Mm. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, Jamie says, and this, uh, this is a really good point, we never thought we'd see a back three without Woody. Just shows how well Matt, Matt Taylor's doing. I remember over the past six years, whenever Woody's not been in that team, there's been issues defensively. Make. And it, it was almost every time Richard Wood wasn't playing. And yeah. I think we all, I think we had a conversation on this podcast at some point where it was what we were going to do when Woody retires or when, when Woody's injured because we were so reliant on him to be there. And we're not forgetting about him. This is not, you know, we're not saying this is the end of Richard Wood, obviously. Yeah. But it's really cool and important that we've, there is a plan, oh, essentially a plan B. Yeah, yeah. And, and Lee Peltier is ours, isn't it? Grant Hall's one that's on loan. Lee yeah, Peltier well, is they're essentially both ours at the end of the season. Hall can't be. Yeah. Can't be recalled. So we're essentially both out of the season. Um, so, so yeah, we 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 don't we we we're fine without him. Fine without him. And uh, we we in terms of a regular starter in the team, mm. you know, we need him in and about the club. We need him in and about the team. There's there's no question about that. But um, but yeah, we it's not it's no longer an issue. Um, we're very lucky to get Cameron Cameron Fris. Very very lucky. And he's another one of these players that we need to be enjoying while we've got him, like Dan Barlaster, because he will be a Premier League defender at some stage in his career. No question about it. He's got some developing to do, and he's a he's a raw he's a raw lad. But mate, honestly, th- there's a number of players within this team that will play at the top level at some stage in their careers. A number of them, uh, and Cameron Fred is right up there mm. for me. Really, really impressed. Bang on. YouTube rules so we could put Woody up front. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. The wrecking ball up there. Any other points you want to pick up from Luton game before we move on to a couple of other bits? How many other bits? A couple. Not really. I have one thing. Um, we, don't, we don't really get give praise out to the police, but can I just say the police that were in the ground, or at least near the pie, the pie shop, were absolutely <laughs> sound, by the way. Because that's that's where I did my uh, my pie review, which will be up probably tomorrow. And the couples were very interested in what I was doing, and they were watching <laughs> it, and 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 they actually cheered when I gave out my rating as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they the probably will never see this, but I just want to say thanks for being sound. You know, we're not your your coppers that treats every away fan like a hooligan. They actually treated us like we were people, which is really nice mm. to see. So fair play to them. I call out. Praise when there is praise to be given. So, I thought stewards were good as well. Certainly, ones of the turnstile, they were laughing and joking mm. with fans and that. Uh, stewards can make that a really not difficult, but just they can make their job more difficult by being by being difficult. I thought the stewards were really, really good. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Well, I'm not. I'm not buying that. The one that the one that I that, that searched me, we didn't believe I was 15. So, <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I told them um, I needed my dad with me while they were searching me, but he wasn't having it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we've got a four-week break now. Is it four weeks or five weeks? Too long. We've got um, several weeks break. One, two, three, four-week break. Back on the 10th of December. Um, there's obviously bits and bobs to do in this period, Mick. They're, they're, we, from what we understand, they've got almost a week away as a holiday. Uh, get some time away, spend some time with family, blah blah blah. Then there is into the into a Cypriot uh, break, and again, I, I've I've heard that f- from listening to some people that it could be up to two weeks or over a week they're away for, um, which is good, which is really really good. And then they're back, obviously, preparing for the Bristol City game. 
there's a couple of things that need sorting out and some issues. And this is a perfect opportunity to properly start these contract negotiations yes. for the players that are key. We need to make sure we're putting offers to players, even if, they, if they're not going to sign, that's fine. But you need to give that. And, and there's been nothing from the club to say, yeah, we have offered them X, Y, and Z. They're thinking about it. And, you know, we're waiting on a response from the player. And from where we are, that's where we should be. We, we should be waiting on the player to tell us what they're going to do with contract. I, I don't think we're at that stage, which is a worry for me. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, and the only thing I can suggest is um, maybe that had been put on ice uh, because of the change of manager. Um, and we want to have that those discussions with Matt Taylor once he's had a time to look at the squad. What does he want? Who does he want to keep? Who is he happy to lose, if you like, for want of a better term? Who does he want rid of? You know, there's no point going out and, and for the sake of argument, um, offering brand new contracts to, to Chio, Victor, Wilesy, and Dan Barlasser. Uh, uh, you know, offering three year deals on on stupid money and then Matt Taylor come along and say, well, I don't really want him. Mm. He not fit in my plans or he do not fit in my plans. So perhaps. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this is the case, that we've just been waiting and, and keep putting it on ice a little bit, give the manager time just to see what he wants and then have that discussion as to, well, you might want him, but he's going anyway because we need the money or, yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Because that that clearly that might be the case with with one, two or more players where the club decide that, right, we can get, we can get, what we think they're worth for them at the moment, so we're gonna we're gonna do that and move on and and, and bring in someone else, um, mm. which which will have to happen at some stage. Ideally, it'll be happening when they've got two or three years left on the contract, not six months. But you know we're in that position that we're in, so we need to cash in on these players at some stage. Being mercenary as a club, we need to cash in. So. Uh, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a process that I'd like to be involved with, particularly because I, I wouldn't want to see any of them going. But mm. they've got uh, their careers, and we've got to financially uh, bring this club financially into into sort of twenty first century, and 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 allow us to invest in some more players to sell on for profit. So, yeah. but hopefully that's what's happened, and uh, good break this for it. There is a there is a time element to this as well because in January, if you're within six months of your contracts ending, you can talk to other clubs, not in England. You can't talk to other English clubs, but you could talk to Scottish clubs, Irish clubs, wherever. And the issue you've got is you've got Victor, who's obviously Swedish, who could be attracted from right across Europe because he's, because his nationality is not English, so he's not just going to be focused by English. Dan Barlas, who we know got roots abroad, you know, family, but you know, his, his Turkish roots. That's always a concern. Chio's an international player who could, could be getting interest from any, from everywhere. So that's another time-sensitive issue, Danny, is that because these players are... These aren't good League Two players, are they? You know what I mean? These are good championship players that could be attracting interest from elsewhere. So it's all right. I agree with it to an extent. Yeah, cash in. But let's use Dan Barlow as an example. If a big team from abroad went come up to him and said, well, sign a pre-contract agreement, you'll come to us in the summer. We're left with nothing that we can't sell him in January because he's already agreed elsewhere. So there is a time sensitive nature to it with with a lot of these players. Yeah, there is, <clears throat> and like you say, with um, with Barlasser, he might move to a 
European country, uh, European team to further his chances of potentially getting into the Turkey side as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I think the only one that we're like okay ish is Wilesy because he's got uh, that year option yeah. in his contract. Um, Chio, I can see moving to like say a league on type team. Potentially. He could go Rangers or Celtic. Yeah, he could go Rangers or Celtic as well. Um, and then with Victor, Victor seems to be an interesting one for me because he, he could very easily go and play in the top division in Sweden, like very easily. Um, but would he want to leave England? I suppose the reason he, want, he would want to leave England is his family is based in Sweden. Um, so that could be a selling factor. You know, I understand his, uh, I think, at least I think it's his girlfriend. Um, I, I hope it is, for, with me saying this. Um, it was also based in Sweden. Um, so, yeah, that's something for Victor to think about. Deep down, I don't want them to go. I want them to really get get stuck in with it and go, right, you've had some time with the players. Who is it you want them to offer new contracts yeah. to? And we'll then we'll speak to the players. But I know in football, it's not as easy as that. There's like there's a lot of hoops to jump through for me, and um, yeah, it could prove difficult. But I really, really hope we just crack on with it. Mm. We'll see, and hopefully we'll get some answers from the club in the next month or so. Because like I said, with, with some of these players, they could be talking to other clubs in January, and we could lose them without a fee, which would be a disaster, obviously. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes, and we'll keep an eye on what happens when it happens. Over the next month, Danny, we are going to have a quick loan update. Uh, we're going to, if, you, if I'm right, am I right in saying, you've got some uh, Kieran McGuckin and Curtis Rose, the two guys, two boys out on the minute. Um, they're both doing really well, aren't they? Scarborough, I think, are fourth in the National North. Yeah, yeah, Kieran McGuckin's doing <clears throat> really well at Scarborough. I think he played 20 minutes uh, for their latest game, in their latest game, should I say. And um, excuse me, my mate who. Uh, knows Scarborough and watches their team and sometimes reports on them, um, says he is doing really well and he is one of the best prospects in football that he's seen, uh, certainly at National League North level. And, um, yeah, so McLuckin's doing really, really well. And I think Curtis Rose has just scored his seventh goal of the season, which, That's fair cool. play to him. You know, yeah. fair, fair play he, to him. He's, he's a league guy, isn't he? Is he in, in the National League before? League is it? Is at Gainsborough, so I think that is that the North pitching Premier League. It might be, or it might be, the, might be the same. Anyway, whatever, oh. whatever league it is, Curtis Rose is tearing it up <clears throat> by scoring seven goals. So yeah, fair play to him. Um, the only loan signing that's not really kicked on, if we like to use that turn of phrase, is KO's at MK yeah. Dons. Like, I've not really heard him uprooting any trees at MK. But MK are having an absolutely torrid season. So that could be the system. It could be the way they're playing. It could be a whole heap of factors with that one. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. What do we do in January with our out on loans? Do we bring KO back for another upfront option? Do we send him somewhere else? Same with Curtis and Kieran. Do they come back and, move and then step up again? Or do we leave them where they are and see how they crack on in those teams? That is the question. Um, I'd like to see <clears throat> Kieran McGuckin step up into the National League or even League Two because mm. he seems he could suit it already and I think he's only 20, 19, 20, something like that. So, yeah, yeah that is the loan update that I have. Yeah, obviously they can't, they can they can move to a National League club but they can't move to the Football League until January, obviously, mm. which is what Jake Hull 
uh, got found himself the wrong side of. So could be good. I said uh, Andrew uh, Todd Askell's got high doing nothing. Can we send him back and replace him? Don't think Taylor rates him. To be honest with you, I'm not sure on that one. Um, I know with last time in the, in the Championship, I, we struggled to get rid of George Hurst and Jamal Blackman. There was an issue with <laughs> us releasing them back to their parent club. Um, and then we couldn't get any replacements in, which was a massive factor in, in us going down because they, they didn't have positive impacts on, on the squad. Well, back, but... the wild. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, for, for Scott I's sake as well, he needs to play minutes. He's in age, he needs to start playing minutes. If he's not going to play here, he needs to go away and play. Um, and we obviously need we need somebody who can be useful to the squad. If Matt Taylor don't fancy him, fine. But it needs sorting out one way or another. And I hope we're not tied in because that that would be a poor bit of business if we are tied in. A really poor bit of business. Um, but we'll see on that. Make anything you want to add on any of those topics? No, not really. It's um, I mean, it's sad to see Josh Coyote not getting a game at McDonald's, but we don't know the reason behind that. Um, he needed to get some game time. Uh, he has been not- injured. I don't know how serious it's been. It has, yeah, yeah. So, usually, if it's a, if it, if it's that serious an injury, he would have come back to us um, for treatment. So I don't know. Um, we, we we he went there to get some game time. If he's not getting it, we need to be recalling him, getting him somewhere that he is going to get the game time uh, because he has got potential. There's no doubt about it, and we need some. But he needs to be playing games. So. Um, the other two lads are young, aren't they? And uh, I'm sure they'll be back with us very soon. Yes, hopefully so. Um, I think we've done any other topics you want to cover that we haven't already covered. I've got one. I owe <clears throat> two more pounds into the. Don't mention the worn pot. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. We need to be. We need to be getting other people. Um, we need. We need to get other people on this as well, don't we? We do. But, but can, I, can I ask something very, very quickly before we put the plug in? Does it count if you mention his name in a group chat? Yes. Technically, yes. Uh, that I'm in. If you put yes. PW, I can accept that as not. But right. if you put the name, it's, 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 I'll call it a fine. Right. Okay. So, uh, Millie Click, you owe £5 for the group chat because you mentioned him incessantly to wind me up. So, your name <laughs> are now on the list, owing a fiver. So, there you go. <laughs> and the rest of you, she's not watching this either. <laughs> yeah, name on the list. Name on the list, Matt. Next time you see her, tell her. <laughs> uh, just, you put two quid in there, didn't you? I did, yeah, because you won't let me put a quid in. I did mention him twice, though, so, you know. Um, one more thing I would mention if, if anybody who's listening has not got tickets to the Legends Night uh, on the 2nd of December there are two tickets available um, so if you uh, if you haven't got tickets and you are interested please either give myself or Kev Johnson a shout on uh, on Twitter and uh, we'll make sure that uh, you're first on the list but you probably have to sit with us so we're going to make sure we like you yeah 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 you need to be nice otherwise uh, otherwise I won't sell them <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, we're going to end there before we find some other conversations, conversational points. We will be back on Thursday. I'm not. We're still in discussion with ourselves about how we're going to exactly do it over the next world, next uh, few weeks with the World Cup. We are still going to do some World Cup episodes. We will be back on Thursday, and we'll just essentially do a World Cup preview. We'll talk about the, a bit about the England squad. Talk about how rubbish it is at our World Cup in November and December and all the other issues that have come with it, but then have a look at the football side of things, because at the end of the day, it is a World Cup, and we should be excited about it. Um, 
because it's a festival of football. It's, it, there'll be some great stories, some terrible moments, and everything else in between. Um, my wall chart has officially gone up today, so I think that's the start uh, of the World Cup <laughs> um, beginning festivities. Um, but yeah, Thursday evening, I'll dig out an England football shirt if I've got one, and we'll, uh, we'll crack on that way. Um, go on, Mick. We're going to say something, Mick? Oh, or no, Sorry. I won't say anything because I'm not interested. No, Mick can't contain his excitement for World Cup. Genuinely, she's buzzing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mick, Inyan, Farah, Pataka. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. Oh, brilliant. Anyway. Thank you for being involved. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Danny's match day vlog will be up, including the pie review. Pie review is worth a watch this week, I think. Mm. Um, especially from Luton as well. I think you'll appreciate the feedback. Um, well, as I mentioned, back on Thursday. If you're audio up Thursday evening, Friday morning for the audio podcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please do on the audio on YouTube, wherever you're finding us. Uh, Mick, you can't put your hat on, so I'm not going to say thank you, but... Uh, there you go. There we go. Tobias will be happy. You do look a bit daft in that, to be honest. That looks ridiculous, man. Yeah, it does. But Danny, you wear it well. So thank you very much for being with us tonight. I mean, I think I look like a B-Tech version of Captain Price wearing it like this. (laughs) But yeah, you're welcome. I don't think I've got a look at Benny Hill about you, mate, looking like that. But (laughs) probably won't be out to you. But Oh, I know Benny Hill, don't worry. (laughs) I'm cultured. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll be back Thursday evening on YouTube uh, thank you all and we'll up the millers see you next time bye bye Rebel vicious but brilliant you're with it what's got around the back and Richie Wood has done it again the magic man has come up with another trick well there's a chance to seal it it's done it's Georgie Kelly The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.